Welcome to Kicking It with Kevin. Kicking It with Kevin. A podcast for parents by Kevin Noviello. This podcast is all about the pains and struggles of parenting. Get tips and tools to help you build your child's confidence, self-esteem, and social skills. Through this podcast, Kevin aims to give one child, one parent, one family, the confidence and social skills to communicate with anyone. Ready to get started? Here's your host, Kevin Noviello. Hey everyone, welcome to Kicking It With Kevin, a podcast for parents. I'm your host, Kevin Noviello. We have an exciting episode for you today, but before we get into that, let's hear from our sponsor. Need a guide on conquering your child's social anxiety? Get Kevin's book, First Day Best Friends, available at gsakenpo.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Kicking It With Kevin, a podcast for parents. My name is Kevin Noviello, and I am ready to rock and roll here for our next episode, which is episode four. And the title of it is A Child's 20-Minute Window. Now parents, let's talk about this 20-minute window. Well, what is it, right? Well, it's kind of an A and B scenario. So the A part is when you're leaving your house to go somewhere, whether it's going to the ho- uh, the doctors, going to the grocery store, your child's going to school, a family or a holiday event with the family, a weekly activity that they've signed up for on a weekly basis, okay? How are you getting your child to be able to disconnect, get rid of that stress and anxiety and not have the frustration as a parent, right? Okay, and then there's the B side. This is when you get to an event your child and you, you, you and your family are having a fantastic time, loving it, but it's time to go. Kind of like going to a friend's house or maybe at a friend's birthday party or a cool event, something that's special and unique that you've never been before or your children have always enjoyed it, right? Or even like a water park. So before we get into this episode, I want you to think about this one word, breathe. Take three deep breaths in out, do it three times, anytime the situation is going to happen, right? Now, parents, let's not underestimate the skill of this challenge, okay? Now, don't also beat yourself up over about, you know, this challenge too as well. I mean, a lot of times we always get consumed, and I look at it this way, right? Don't let fear stop you from living your life with your children. You can't have your life be in the house the whole time, not going anywhere, feeling the anxiety, frustration, and stress, right? Here's an example. If you're leaving the house, going to the grocery store, you finally get the kids in, you know, you're, you, they're all hanging on your feet and your arms and you're carrying them out the door, right? And you finally get to the grocery store because you know, you don't have to go food shopping. I mean, it's a daily occurrence in, in everyday life, right? A parent's life, at least once, if not twice a week, you go into the grocery store. Well, one, either one or the two times, you know, when you have small young children, you're probably going to have to bring them along, right? You finally get them there and so forth. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're, you're going grocery shopping and then all of a sudden they want something. And you just say the word no, which you're supposed to do, right? Because we're parents. We can't give them everything. Giving them something all the time is not what it is. Giving them love is more valuable, in my opinion, right? So all of a sudden you say no, child has a huge temper tantrum in the store. Meltdown, meltdown city. It's going on. It's got crocodile tears. You you name it, everything. It's, you know, their lungs are full of high screaming pitch voices and so forth. And it's going at it, right? Now, 
What do some parents do? Well, some parents will just leave everything there and walk and leave the store, which is common, right? But sometimes you just can't do that because you know you're looking at the rest of the week and you just can't do it. So what you end up doing is, okay, well, we're going to let this go through. But then all of a sudden you're conscious and your awareness starts to kick in and then your guilt kicks in. And, and I'm not saying everyone does, but for the most part, we have to understand that it's okay for our children, to be honest with you, to hate us, right? We're not supposed to be their friend. We're supposed to be their parent. We give them unconditional love. We're there to set them up for success. We're there to also keep them accountable at the same time. So get back to the story. So you're in there and all of a sudden you're looking around the grocery store. You're in, you know, maybe the meat department or whatever. And all of a sudden they're having that temper tantrum. They're on the floor screaming and yelling. And all of a sudden you see the eyeballs. Everybody's looking at you. And you're like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe this is happening. What happens? You get embarrassed, right? And, and that's normal. But here's what I want you to think about. Don't feel embarrassed. This is the way of life with your child. Your child's going to try to push the envelope, push the boundaries to see how much they can get away with because they want you to give in. They want you to give them that toy or that piece of candy. The thing that you said, no, they want it so bad. And they're going to find every way possible to try to convince you to give it to them. Even if it's embarrassing us in the store by having a temper tantrum. I want you to look at these three perspectives, right? Number one, if someone's looking at you, especially if it's an older couple or whatnot, an older person, guess what? They might give you the look or whatnot, but you know what? If they had children back in the day, they're probably just remembering those memories that they hadn't gone through when they were younger. They went through the same thing. So think about that. Number one, someone actually went through or is going through the same thing you did in that moment. Number two, someone's looking at you. Guess what? It probably just happened 20 minutes before or a week before it happened to you and it's bringing back their memories, right? And the last one, who cares? I really don't care. Okay. If there's a perfect parent book out there, let me know about it because I don't give a rat's you know behind, okay, whether my kid has a temper tantrum or not. Now, I'm going to try to coerce and make them calm down and keep them accountable. But at the end of the day, who cares? There's no perfect parent book. And those parents looking at you and if someone gives you an evil eye or makes a comment, I mean, come on, be honest with you. How many times have you gotten a comment in a store about, oh, you're the parent of the year? Not many, right? A lot of them, though, will give you that kind of that smirk like, yeah, we've been there. Nope. Totally understand it. You know, it's it's one of those days. So don't feel ashamed of that. And don't don't leave the grocery store. I know some parents have done that. You know, and I'll have to admit that I've done a couple times, too, as well. But don't do it. Let them go at it. And then obviously keep them accountable. I mean, that's that's the important part of this. Right now, when we're trying to make them leave to go to an activity, the first thing you have to do is make sure 20 minutes before they're not on anything that's keeping them occupied. Electronics, video games, TV, even if they're playing with their their toys or whatnot. If you got to leave the house by a certain time, try not to rush out the door. Try not to be last minute. I know it happens, but the thing is, if we end up doing that, then this is where the stress, the anxiety, and the chaos and the meltdowns are going to happen. So what I want you to realize is you're not perfect. No one is. But we also have to set ourselves up for success as a parent, right? Because we're still learning too as parents. You know, I mean, I've been dealing with kids for 30 years, 
right? And I thought I had all the answers when I when I didn't have kids, and then all of a sudden I have kids, and it's a whole different perspective. So I could totally relate with anyone on, on how you, you handle that, right? But the first thing is, right, so you're about to leave, and you, you're going to, I don't know, it could be gymnastics, karate, dance, a sporting event, anywhere, right? Well, you got to make sure that they're not being occupied by anything that's going to get them disconnected. You'd rather have them bored and say, mom, are we leaving yet? Mom, are we leaving yet? Dad, are we leaving yet? Are we leaving yet? You know that old saying, right? When you're in the car, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Because they're bored. You'd rather have that aspect or that mindset for them right now that they're bored because then getting in the car will be a whole different experience. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be bulletproof. It's not going to happen overnight. You've got to be consistent with it. But you've got to make sure you set yourself up for success and your child's success because, you know, trying to get them in the car is probably a big challenge. And then if you've got to be there at a certain time, you know, it takes a lot, a, a toll on you, right? And as well as your child, too, as well. So that's, that's one aspect of it, right? Now, you also have, you know, going to the doctors or what about the kids going to school, right? And the anxiety and stress that happens in the morning, you know it's going to be that scenario. You know it's going to be the child's going to try to stay in bed as long as they can, you know, hissy fit or whatnot. Be slow as molasses is what I always say. You know how those kids, especially when they start to get older, they spend so much time in the bathroom. Drives me nuts. But they're trying to stall. They think by stalling, the, the school will go away sometimes. And that's what I always look at, it, right? And then obviously the other factor is, is that they don't want to leave. You have a place to go. They have the meltdown and it's the same scenario all the way. So the biggest thing I want to tell everybody is you got to set ground rules. That's the biggest point I think you could take with anyone is the ground rules, right? Now, let's look at it this way. This is the number one tip I feel. First, you got to make sure your child's on a schedule, Make a calendar with them, make, make have them help you create it, decorate it, right? Because that's structure. You need to have structure. You got to make sure you put the time on there. How long is the time? Sometimes you have to do that and, and that's okay. You know, I look at it this way with the structure and, and the time and so forth, right? You know what the biggest factor I think is the hardest part out of the whole year is really when school gets out and we're in the heat of the summer, like July and August, and a lot of us get out of that structure, get out of that schedule, get out of that calendar. And all of a sudden school's right around the corner. And then all of a sudden that anxiety, like the world is upside down, right? And the world has to be, you know, upside down. And we're stressed out about getting kids ready for school. They get stressed out. I mean, it's not a comfortable feeling. Yes, I understand July and August. You don't want them having them so structured, which I understand. But it's got to be some to it. You got to have some structure to it. So number one tip would be make a schedule or a calendar. Have them decorate it. Let them see. Visualize it, right? You could talk it over with them. I feel it's a super important aspect of that, right? Number two, pre-frame. Okay? Pre-frame the week, pre-frame the day before, pre-frame before they get on the bus. Hey, you have such and such going on today, right? So we have to get home, do our homework and, and go to that event, right? Pre-frame it any way you want to do it. Give them the time again. Let them know, okay, we're going to be leaving at this time and so forth. Y you want to make sure that you're always pre-framing. Now, pre-framing goes from either leaving the house or leaving from going back to your house. So if they're leaving from a birthday party or they, from a cool event, you got to make sure you give them that time to understand that, Hey, 
you're going to have to get ready when I ask you to do it and make sure that you're getting ready at that time, right? Now, give them a time. So I'll tell you a story, right? So my son, he's very technical to the T, right? He has to make sure he knows his outline of his day. So like we were going to my sister-in-law's house for a party, right? And he wants to know, okay, well, how long are we going to stay there for? The reason why is because she has a pool at her house. You know, it's a, it's kind of an outdoor event, going to have fun, so forth. And he's like, well, how long do we have to stay? Like he, he needs to figure out in his brain how much fun he's going to have. Now, for him, we wanted to let him know that, hey, we're going to be there for like four or five hours. Now, here's what happened. So we go there. And what's the first thing my son says to his aunt? We can only be here till four or five o'clock, right? Well, that brings an uproar with the family and so forth. Oh my goodness, you, why are you doing a time frame on that? That's unbelievable. You know, we limited, you know, he had the drama and stuff like that. But, but the, the point of it was, is that trying to explain to him, like, listen, he needs to understand his time frame. He wants to know. He doesn't want to get all his hopes up and all of a sudden in the middle of, of swimming, he hasn't even swam for like an hour and we have to leave. That's the whole purpose for him. But a lot of people don't understand that when we're in that pre-framing or structure. So don't worry about it. Again, go back to who cares at the end of the day, you're the parent. So it doesn't really matter. So that's the way me and my wife perceive and how we handle it. We want to make sure we always pre-frame. Now, also pre-framing, right? Getting them ready for the day before for school. Listen, we get our kids, our kids got to get their clothes ready for the next day. We're actually at a point now that they're old enough to, to make sure they get their sporting events ready and they get their lunch ready. It's just giving them their little independent skills that they're going to need because parents, before you know it, they're going to be 20 years old, right? Our responsibilities from the day they're born to 18 to get them on their feet, get them some structure, get them some discipline, keep them accountable and responsible and get them, you know, to be successful in life. Because before you know it, they're going to be, you know, wanting their independence. So really important to make sure that, you know, we get them pre-ready for the day before, right? Now, the next one, rushing causes stress, anxiety, and anger, right? Now, when you're ready to leave, make sure you leave. And I get it, parents. Sometimes it's not easy. This It doesn't always work out that way, but if you get in a routine and you're able to stick with it, then you'll have that less stress. At least you'll have an idea. At least these ground rules you'll have to make sure it'll lighten the load. It's not going to be perfect, but it's better than not having anything at all, right? So you have to make sure you get into that point and understand that rushing does create that. There's going to be times that you have to. Right. But if you have those ground rules and make sure they understand and then make sure you're ready to leave. Once you want to leave, you got to leave no matter what. Again, you're the decision maker. You're the parent. Yes. Are they going to have temper tantrums? Of course they are. Right. At some certain age, hopefully it goes away. But who knows? Again, like anywhere you're going to go when you're leaving the house 20 minutes before. Right. You want to make sure that you stop all electronics, TV, toys, etc. before you're leaving. Right. A great thing also, too, is when you are about to leave an event or leave a birthday party, okay, give them a code word. You know, it can go something like this. Okay, ready to roll out or let's go the forces with us or, or something fun to make it say, hey, all right, 
We got that word. What's a code word? Ready to roll out? Okay, let's go. Like Optimus Prime would say in the Transformers, right? Roll out, Autobots. Something cool like that. You make it so it's fun. So they get to know it, but they can also relate to the word. Another great tip too as well, goes along with getting the clothes ready and, and the sporting stuff ready too, is bedtime. Make sure they stay consistent with their bedtime. Yes, I know summertime is different. Weekends are different, but still, at least Monday through Friday, give them some consistency of what what's their expectation and what's your expectation of what their bedtime is. They're not going to agree with it. I know a lot of people don't agree with it. A lot of kids won't agree with their parents. But that's okay. That's not a big deal. Another great one, too, is keep breakfast simple, especially during school week, right? Don't make it complicated. Try to keep it as healthy option as possible. Right? Maybe throw in once in a while something nice and sweet with a treat. Nothing wrong with that. But those days that are going to be crazy, anyways, make it simple. Don't make it complicated. Have it out, you know, or have them choose it, whatnot, or, or let them know what they expect because they have that certain amount of time. And another tip, too, as well, you got to keep your children accountable for their actions. Keep them responsible on their tasks that they need to do, but connect with them. And most of all, communicate with your child. You can't be sitting here not communicating your expectations. The temper tantrum happens, right? The screaming and yelling, but you don't have any expectations. You're not actually, you know, giving them that ability to even come across and understand what your expectations are. And then there's a lack of communication and then it's frustrating on both sides. All right. So this 20 minute window, a child 20 minute window is so important to make sure that you, you, you go over these little tidbits, Right. Make a schedule, a calendar. You know, structure is important. Pre-frame the, the day, the morning. Like, put it this way. If you, if the child's going on the bus, hey, guess what, Susie? You have gymnastics or Johnny, you got football today. So remember, when you get off the bus, you know, we're not going to have time to, to do much of anything. We'll have to do our homework, have a snack, and then we'll have to go. So just remember and pre-frame them. Give them an idea. You know, don't think that, well, I don't want to stress them out or I don't want to force them to do something they don't want to do. Listen. If you don't do it now, when they get older in life, they're going to be forced to do it and they're not going to be able to have coping skills to do it. So just remember that, right? Again, pre-frame the day, again, the week, the month, that calendar works out great, right? Russian, I know Russian's tough. We all going to do it at times, but try to keep it with your ground rules because obviously we don't want to create the anger on both ends, right? Not just the kids end, the parents too as well. Uh, obviously getting the clothes ready, right? I think it's a, it's one less thing you have to worry about in the morning. The kids get right up, know where their clothes are. They got it ready. They felt, they have a sense of accomplishment. They picked out their clothes, obviously, you know, to a certain age group and so forth and just go with it and, and see how that goes. And listen, it's going to be a struggle. There's no perfect family out there. There's no Brady Bunch out there as far as I'm concerned. If you are, you're living in a fantasy world. Okay. So just think of that. Again, bedtime's crucial. Make sure when you're leaving the house after bedtime or you're about to leave the house, go to the bathroom and then go to the bathroom when you're leaving someone's house. That's the worst thing to do is when someone has to go to the bathroom, especially when you go on a long trip. It drives me nuts. You know, the, the accountability and responsibility and obviously the communication, it all goes in hand in hand because obviously these ground rules have to be different for someone your child, if they're three years old, and if they're 13 years old, to totally, they, they have a different understanding and mindset as they get older. So you have to make sure that, you know, you're not trying to 
have your three-year-old be like a 13-year-old. Now, obviously, if you have multiple children in the household at different age levels, I was the youngest of five, so I totally get it. And my brother was much older than me. My oldest brother was, actually, all my siblings were kind of older than me. But you still had to have those ground rules to make sure it made it easier. And then at the end of the day, try your best. And you know what? Another little bonus tip. When you have a small child in the car and you're going somewhere, don't let them fall asleep. If you want to bring them to T-ball, you want to bring them to soccer or gymnastics or, you know, someone's house, a birthday party, don't let them fall asleep. My parents tell me at the karate school, oh, my, I go, how's your child? Is he okay today? Or she's okay today? Oh, you know, we, she fell asleep in the car or he fell asleep in the car. I'm like, don't do that. It's not going to help you. Well, you just got to make sure you talk to them or put music on them. Make sure you keep them interested. Don't let them fall asleep. But they're tired. They just got out of daycare or whatnot. It doesn't matter. They're going to sleep really good after they have dinner in about two hours, go to bed, and they're going to sleep really good, and they're going to sleep through the night if you do it that way. Trust me. All right? So again, the title of the episode today is going to be A Child's 20-Minute Window, right? The 20 minutes is crucial whether you're leaving or going, right? You have to set those ground rules. Set up success. Try not to rush. Try to be structured. Make a calendar. Pre-frame them. Have things prepared. Make sure they have a good night's sleep. Most of all, you know, make that code. Make that code word, right? I think it's really important. All right, everyone. Well, listen, hey, thanks for listening. I'm super excited. I'm going to continue to keep doing these episodes. Listen, I'm just talking real with you. I don't might have all the solutions. I'm just giving you my experience, what I've learned over the years. And if you could take one thing away from this episode, then it's worth the value of listening in the first place. Thanks for listening. Please share or subscribe to my podcast. It's Kicking with Kevin, a podcast for parents. I'm your host, Kevin Oviello. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to Kicking It with Kevin. Kicking It with Kevin. Your child's journey towards conquering social anxiety and building self-confidence continues. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. If you know someone who can benefit from this podcast, share it with them. And let's help each other in raising our children the best way possible. Thank you for listening. Until Until next time. Until next time.